Welcome back to another episode of Triple Threat Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am Lucky, joined by MVP and a third man, Alexis. You can follow all the links to all the pages in the description box below. We're on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, um, obviously here on YouTube. Anywhere you search in Gem Intense Sports, you're bound to see us. So give us a like and a follow. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. If you don't like Matt's B hat or my C hat, we got to get you an A hat, Alexis. But <laughs> other than that, how's your week, uh, Matt? Let's start with you. It is hot. Woo! I don't want to hear hot. I, I was in San Antonio with my wife and, <laughs> and uh, our daughter. 105 every day. Quit so when they picked, us up from the, they, they, uh, picked us up from the airport and her sister said, oh, it's uh, 84 here. And I was like, well, damn, I better put a hoodie on. It's freezing <laughs> over there. It's been 105 here all week, but no, that's good. Yeah, it's been hot, huh? Yeah. There you go. Um, Alexis, how about you? And I'm looking for a reason to start my fire pit, but you guys are right. It's too damn hot. <laughs> <laughs> too hot it's for too, a fire pit. It's too hot. But, you know, I've been making some progress here in the house, um, moving my memorabilia and wrestling stuff into the bedroom slash new recording room. So I'm excited. We're making some progress. Still haven't found my microphone. Still haven't found my headphones, but we're going to do it, baby. I'm excited about this one. Good, good. I'm excited too. So today's podcast, we're going to do a little Raw and SmackDown recap. I'm going to be honest, I'm going in blind. We were in San Antonio in a really nice secluded treehouse, a nice getaway. No TV, barely any internet. I have no idea what happened on <laughs> SmackDown. So you guys will help catch me up there. And Raw, I did watch a little bit. So uh, let's start with Raw. MVP, you want to start? Give us a little breakdown. Okay, so... We start off with a little Imperium action and uh, face off against uh, Matt Riddle and Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre and his stupid sword. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that was. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, the guys in Imperium with uh, Gunther in their corner and then. At the end, you see uh, Matt Riddle and Drew McIntyre get the win, and then you see a little dissension coming from uh, Imperium. It, yeah, Imperium. Yeah, it wasn't that Gunther was um, kind of scolding one of the other ones, and then and then I forgot which one it was. One walks out of the other. I think they followed each other right to the back. Yeah, um, he's he's reading it as we're going. He has no idea what happened. No, no, nah, nah, I'm uh, I'm trying I'm trying to remember. Uh, it just seems like there's a little dissension in the group. Yeah, there's definitely what, a bit of friction going yeah. on. I, th um, I th think they'll definitely get it together when uh, when it comes time for Gunther to defend that title against Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Well, you know, Gunther doesn't like to lose, especially since he's been on this undefeated streak. So he's just pissed off when they lose, yeah. which I, I like that. I like, you know, they need to get on his level over Imperium. I like Kaiser over Vinci, but they both look great. And kudos to them for helping uh, Gunther get in shape. But yeah, <laughs> good win for... Uh, Drew McIntyre coming back. Andrew McIntyre. Yeah. Nice, strong match there. 
Yeah, no, I'm. It's interesting with McIntyre coming back. Like, I don't know what this alliance is with Riddle. I guess I'm. Maybe I missed a lot of what happened to get to that match on Raw, but I was like Drew McIntyre and Matt Riddle. Like, where where'd this come from? But, um, yeah, because you know, insta insta tag teams here in WWE. The random tag team. This is what I said a long time ago. We need more uniform tag teams. Like you know. We were talking about tag teams today, like Authors of Pain, Heart Foundation, like, you know, Legion of Doom, like uniform tag teams would be a great thing that they need to get more of. You started of off with Authors of Pain. Because <laughs> it was the first one I came to my mind. So. <laughs> I, I still got notes, but uh, what, what else you got to add, Alexis, for uh, Raw? Raw was all about the Judgment Day this week. Yes. All absolutely. about the Judgment Day, and I'm really liking that. Finn Balor coming out. I thought that was an awesome way to start it. And I was disappointed, though, that they didn't let him finish his promo. You know, Rhea getting getting in his face. And I expected Balor to say, hey, I'm the leader of the Judgment Day here. If I got something to say, I'm going to say it. Later on in the show, I could see why they did it that way. They had the backstage vignette with the group. So there's definitely some dissension there. But towards the end of the show, it seems like they're they're pretty much on the same team there. But there's definitely some friction between Balor and Mr. Senor Money in the Bank, <laughs> which I really love that that name. I love the shirt that Rhea was wearing. I love the shirt that that Balor was wearing that had like little caricatures of all of them. Might have to invest in a couple of those T-shirts. But it was all about the Judgment Day. And I know Lucky's not a huge fan of them, but they are just running wild all over Raw. But they had a good good story on Raw. And, and even when they did kind of like resolve their issues for a second, and then Balor's like, you know, I'm going to take that title or whatever. And then the little comment from Priest, he looks at the briefcase says, either way, it's taken care of. And it's like, he still had an issue with it. Like, well, what does that mean? Like, <laughs> like I, I'm trying to win this. But I know they had a good showing on NXT. I didn't watch it, but well, I heard about it. Well, that's what I was going to week. Yeah, well, th- that's what I was going to get into. They needed they needed to show a unified front because they're going to be heavily featured on NXT for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. And you don't, you don't want to see them, you know, in, imploding on that show, you know. Right. They had a real strong showing at NXT with Balor pinning the champ, pinning Carmelo. Yep. That was a great tag team match there. And it solidified NXT. So, you know, for a while, NXT, this is the the B show. But when you have stars like that crossing over and showing up onto your, your show, that just elevates that show. So we've been seeing a lot of that with, you know, with Rollins and Breaker and now Judgment Day on there. I really like that. And I really hope they keep doing that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then it, it led to, um, uh, wasn't it a six-man tag match for the main event? Yeah. Uh, with with the tag champs, they they, uh, they show their faces once again. Yeah, it, Zane, this is what I said. Zane and Owens, this is why I, I, I'm glad they got the win at Mania. But the whole point of both of them was like this whole bloodline situation. And then... Once it went away, it's like, okay, now what? <laughs> it's just like, you know, they're both superstars. They're going to be doing other stuff. And it's like, okay, like we have these tag titles. Like, 
you know, they're kind of all over the board. They've been facing Imperium and Judgment Day and, you know, whoever else. It's like they're just, every week it feels like something different with them. I'd like to see them in more of a, a focused feud, but that's just me. I know that there was dissension in that uh, main event. If you guys read the backstage reports, I guess something for the finish got changed like super last minute. And it caused a couple of clunky spots. And then everyone was just kind of snapping on each other in the backstage area. And they said it was one person's fault, but they didn't want to say the name to make the internet go wild. So I have no idea what that could mean. But uh, I wonder what that uh, honest, Honestly, I think it's a big to-do about nothing. Probably. U- ultimately, it doesn't affect anything that went on, whether or not we know who who caused the ruckus. You're gonna see, ultimately, you're, you're going to see Vince pull the hood off. It was me all along. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. I'm causing friction backstage. <laughs> I did it for The Rock. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Raw, Raw was pretty eventful. So um, now I need your guys' help. We'll start with Alexis. I need help with SmackDown. I, don't even, I have no idea. I have no clue. Well, SmackDown. SmackDown started off smoking hot with Bianca Belair and Charlotte Flair and them cutting a nice promo between them. So I really like that they're featuring the women here. It was a back and forth promo between Bianca and Charlotte. I don't see enough chemistry between them just yet but I think it is getting there. Basically, in the promo, we have Charlotte Fair um, basically saying to Bianca, hey, when when you beat Asuka tonight, I want to be the first in line. And Bianca saying, well, when I, when I beat Asuka, you're on. And I'm thinking, they're just overlooking the champ here. Yeah. The women's yeah. champ. And I can see I can see why because honestly, Bianca and Charlotte don't need a title, and I think that's where we're going here. But it was definitely a good start. It it, it took a little while, honestly. It kind of lagged a little bit for me. Um, I like to see a little bit of action in the ring towards the beginning of the show, but it was it it was a good start to the show. What do you think, MVP? Uh, I honestly, I think they need to get Charlotte far, far away from the title picture. Yeah, this this might be the way to do it, but she's in the title picture way too much. I mean, she's already what a fourteen time champ or something. Oh yeah, and how long has she been on the main roster? She needs to be far, far away from it. Ever do something else? Yeah, because when she's in the picture, it doesn't make it. Uh, what is the word I'm looking for? exciting because it's like okay she's been here done that kind of thing like she's just gonna win it again yeah, it's like i'm hmm. I, I like to see fresh stuff you know as we all do as wrestling fans but i agree put her in she's at that stage of her career where she should be trying to put over some younger talent and like have good meaningful mm-hmm. programs with them so yeah i mean uh charlotte flair and bianca belair feud for example doesn't need a title or anything and you could help elevate bianca belair a little bit 14 time champ loses to Bianca, you know, just certain things like that. You know, you got to build up the future and then have the Japanese chicks fight over the title. Yeah. <laughs> I want to push back a little bit on you guys there. 
I think when Charlotte is in any feud, it elevates that feud. Does she need to be in the title picture? Maybe. But Charlotte's a superstar all her own. And when she comes out of when she comes from you know those curtains, she looks like a million bucks. To me. To me. Oh no, no, you're you're absolutely right. Charlotte Flair is a star. But how often are we gonna see her in the title picture and then oh shoot, she's just gonna win it again and then she wins it again and then every other match she's in, she wins it again and then they have someone on the come up like Rhea Ripley that has to take away your title. And then you go away for two months and then comes back, oh, I'm in the title picture again. Like, I never left. I mean, yeah. Charlotte's a star. She's positioned in the company where she's the one, whether or not she has a title. But does she really need to be in, a, in the title picture right now? I agree. I agree on that. I think I think there's overexposure. Remember back in the day when Cena was a main eventer and like, or no, he's always been a main. I'm talking about like a full timer, where like he's always in a title picture for years and years. And like Matt, like John Cena a lot, but some fans it's like, <laughs> oh, here we go, another Cena title reign. Cena's in the title picture. <laughs>
one that you guys probably don't have. And I'm going to go with the Battle of the RKO versus mm. the Diamond Cutter. Okay. Ooh. DDP versus Randy Orton. And simply because of those finishing moves, those guys have come up with so many ways to do that finishing move. And I, I can just imagine seeing those guys and seeing the reversals, seeing the counters, and uh, the promo between them would be great. Who who has the who has the true finisher? Is it really the RKO? Is it the diamond cutter? Just I just think it would be a fun, fun match between those guys. And uh, a clash of styles, WCW versus uh, WWE. So DDP versus Randy Orton is on my list. Who do you put over in that match? Dude, I, I, go see, yeah. I, go I see him winning with a punt. <laughs> I, think, I, I think the legend killer would have to take that one, but uh it would definitely be a it would definitely be a good match between those two guys. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Who do you got uh Matt number two? I'm gonna go technically sound match here. I'm going Brian Danielson versus Chris Benoit. Ooh. Who? <laughs> you are going to edit? It uses oh. Crispin, Crispin Wah, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't agree with what he did outside the ring, but inside the ring, there was almost nobody better. Agreed. Then you I have like that one. Yeah, Brian Danielson, who practically mirrors him in the ring. He, he does the diving headbutt. His label lock is as close to a crippler crossface as you can without being one. And talk about a talk about a name for a finisher, though. The crippler crossface. I yep. mean, it might not get better than that, as far as naming a naming a finishing move. I have to tell you guys before I move on to the next one because Matt just reminded me. So when it comes to Chris Benoit, uh, someone did a text message thread with their chat uh, AI, and it said, "What's up? Hi there. What's up? I'm your AI. How can I assist you today? Uh-oh. Who won the 2004 Royal Rumble? I'm sorry, but I can't help you with that request. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me who won the 2005 Royal Rumble. The winner of the 2005 Royal Rumble was Batista. What the hell? Why won't you say who won the 2004 Royal Rumble? I apologize, but I won't be able to assist you with that request. The Royal Rumble 2004 was canceled. People went home and ate cookies. <laughs> wow, are you serious? Yeah. Well, you should you should have asked um, who won the main event of WrestleMania in 2004. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, I'm I'm up next. Uh, I don't think you guys are gonna have this one, so I'll wait on that one. Let's go. Let's just battle of the biggest giants in the world: Big Show versus Andre the Giant. Father and son. Just be a spectacle. It was, I'm talking like when Big Show was the giant in WCW versus Andre the Giant. They had the same singlet and whatever. Yeah, that'd be a battle of epic proportions. So, And I'd let Andre win that one. You gotta let Andre go over. You mean before Giant got powerbobbed by Nash and broke his neck? Yeah. <laughs> that one was wild. That was wild. That'd be a crazy match to see, too. Literal giants, you know, walking into the ring. That would be nuts. That and their manager's got to be Bobby Heenan and Jimmy Hart. 
Yeah. Jimmy Hart did manage a giant for a little bit. Oh, when he was in Dungeon of Doom? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Dungeon oh, yeah. with Kevin Sullivan. Yeah. Yeah. I like that's... that one, Lucky. I didn't th- I like that one. I didn't think about that one at all. Spectacle match. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be like anything fascinating. It just you're watching something cool. <laughs> you're watching something that you've just never seen before. Yeah. Sure. All right, Alexis, number three. All right, I'm gonna take one of you guys. I know I know you guys have this one. And I gave you your shot, and I gave you your chance. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
Actually, Biggie said he's 100%. He doesn't even feel like a guy that has his neck broken. Um, says he's weight yeah, training he, and all that, but he's just not ready for the ring. He's still not cleared to wrestle. Yeah, still not. But he says he feels good, and that's all that matters. It really is all that matters. So, all right, hear me out. Dolph Ziggler versus Brodus Clay. I'm just kidding. Uh, what? <laughs> what? Just kidding. I, um, what? Because I think I know which one is yours, and I didn't want to take it. You don't, because... When you brought up a triple threat, it it made me think to make this even better in my because it's a dream match of mine. This would be I would pay any amount of money to watch this match, and it's a lot going on. Hear me out. It's a ladder match for the Intercontinental title. Oh Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels versus Daniel Bryan. Oh, I would pay any amount of money to see that. Here, I'll um, I'll add to that. Make it a fatal four way. Add CM Punk. Yes, yes, yes. Can you imagine that Daniel Bryan doing the yes, yes, and then he gets fucking pounded with a super kick? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would be. That don't gotta be for the world title, an intercontinental title. That'd be really good for that match. Now you know Bret Hart. Um, I think in before it was the Michaels Ramon. It was it was Michaels and Hart that were actually doing those ladder matches on house shows. Yep. See how the yep. to see how the crowd would take to it. So that would that would be awesome. I would have loved yeah. to see that Bret Hart versus just Shawn Michaels. But you throwing in the Yes Man, the leader of the Yes Movement, that'd be awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. You Originally, going? it was going to be Shawn Michaels versus Daniel Bryan. And uh-huh. then you're like, you know, triple threat tag team. Like, oh my God, if Bret Hart was in on this. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What you got going over? I'd put Shawn Michaels over. Good pick. Good pick. I didn't, I didn't do one, guys, because I thought for sure you guys were going to have it. Um, uh, can I can I do an honorable mention? How, sure. how go for it, man. I've been Lucky's been talking about this for two, three years, and I thought we were gonna get it in Hollywood. The Rock versus Roman Reigns. Oh, well, I didn't put that as a dream match because it could still happen. True, I I put it as a dream match because I think as the years go by. I don't think The Rock is interested in getting back in the ring. Um, so I don't think we're ever going to get it. But I would love to see The Rock versus Roman Reigns. That would be just a hard-hitting, um, just awesome match between those guys. And uh, I don't – I think you'd have to have uh, – I don't know, man. I think at, the, at their peak, I don't know, I think you'd have to rock, have The Rock go on that And their peak? Yeah. Yeah, I mean the blood. I mean Roman Reigns' bloodline is great, but I mean, I don't know. You don't have. I mean, I think The Rock was on my uh, was my on my route mush. So I gotta get The Rock. The Rock is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, but 
I think you put Roman over in that. Really? Hmm? Really? I agree. He's the tribal chief, and the story, <laughs> you know, writes itself. You know, oh, well, I'm the tribal chief. Well, I I built the table that you sit at. I'm the right. rock. I built this table. And then you have Roman go over. I don't. I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that. I hope we get to see that, but I just. I, I do too. I really I, do. I it's got to be now or never. This and well, if Cody Rhodes faces Roman this WrestleMania, then who knows? Which I'm calling. Well, I think. I mean, I think it, it has to be where. It would have to be a non-title match. So who knows? Maybe after Roman gives it up to. Uh, Whoever he gives it up to, maybe it can happen. Just because I don't think they'd... I don't know, maybe. Maybe they'd have Rock come in and they put Roman over, even with the title. So, but that, that'd be that'd be one to see. That'd be one um, to see. I agree with you on that. I like these uh, the top five lists we do every week, and this one was, was no exception. This was really good. Sparked some good debate. I'm surprised none of us really had Ricky the Dragon Steamboat in ours. Yeah. You know... I was, you know, I, I ready a dream match, Steamboat versus uh, Macho Man. And I was going to have the Macho Man one, but I said, Lucky's already gave Macho Man some love on this one. So <laughs> I'll, I'll leave the Macho. I think I, I talk about the Macho Man in every podcast. So I said, let me let me give it a break on this one. Because after I wrote the ones I wanted, I was looking online to see what other people would say of, like, who they thought would be. Here's a good one. Ricky Steamboat versus Shawn Michaels. Awesome. Yeah, that was one. And then uh, they also said Ricky Steamboat versus Chris Benoit would be an absolute Oof. amazing match. Oh, yeah. What Did we ever get uh, Goldberg versus Austin? No, but <laughs> did we want it? <laughs> I don't know. A lot of people, I remember a lot of people during that time talked about it. You know, um, I think back in like 98, I read a, ma- I saw a magazine where it had Goldberg uh, had Goldberg have Austin up for a jackhammer. I don't know if it was doctored, but then it also said, oh, they had a match for charity. I don't know if there's any truth to that. Hmm. You'd think they'd promote that, though. This that'd charity be- match, and here you go. That'd Drawing be- a lot more money to donate to the charity. Oh, for sure. That that match would be crazy. Just the just the, the excitement of the crowd. I mean, Goldberg. And they're, they're both in their prime. Oh man, that'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. Yeah, not, see, I'll be thinking about this all day. Just so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're recording early today, so I'll let him marinate all night. But what else, you guys got anything? No. You good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm excited. I'm, ex- I'm excited about these top fives. I really, really like them. Are we? What are we thinking for uh, top five next week? Lucky, any any thoughts? I'm I'm not gonna give it away because I don't know that special guest. He had um an engagement with his radio station today, okay. so he wants to come on next week. So maybe I'll dig into him, see what he wants to maybe talk about, and then I'll follow up with you guys. We'll have time to prep. But um, if he doesn't come on, I'm thinking um I don't know. We had some suggestions from the the page. They said um maybe a move of the week. We could talk about some moves of the week and who performed it the best or whatever. We could do some cool stuff. So cool. That sounds cool for sure. All right then. Move, move of the week is the Claymore. I was thinking. I was thinking top five finishing move names. 
Oh, as, yeah. I, I'm I, all for that. I think we should do that eventually. Well, we can probably save that one, but I got a couple of moves off the top of my head that I would just love uh, love to talk about. Shout out Crippler Crossface. That's <laughs> yeah, definitely one of them, dude. <laughs> All right, then. Well, you boys have a good week. We'll come back with Triple Threat Pro Wrestling Podcast next week again. Um, Make sure you follow us on all the pages, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Um, National Card Convention's coming up, so I'm hoping the three of us can get together on that Saturday with uh, Josh from Gym Mint 10. Maybe we'll we'll do a partial Gym Mint 10 group photo since the other guys can't come. And later tonight, the two guys in a mic is recording. They're uh, part three of eight for the NFL divisions. Your boy Lucky's going to be on it because someone's got to show the Bears some love. So, so I'll be on there to defend them. Represent Chicago. Yeah, the Bears if, love on if I'm one. not on there, they're going to be the last in the division, and I can't let that happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, guys, we will talk to you next week. Make sure you subscribe and like, and we'll see you then. Boom.